I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Getting my dad to say I love you. To say what? Say he loves it. All right, Dad, my guest for this episode is none other than the very amazing Zoe Lyons. You know Zoe? Yes. How do you know Zoe? Because I've seen her perform, I think, at Edinburgh at least twice, if not three times. I love it. She's great, yeah. I love Zoe. She's like one of my old, old comedy pals, and she kindly let me support her on tour many years ago um she's just one of the best stand-ups going isn't she she's a leading female uh comedian 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 i don't know what you say right <laughs> i think you just say comedian now i don't comedian. I, okay well that's, that's good right. and uh, she lives near us doesn't she she does live near us well why don't i go chat to her um and then i'll ask your question to her near the end does that sound good yeah it sounds wonderful let's get zoe on you already know her you already love her this is great Welcome to the podcast, Zoe Lyons. How are you, Zoe? I'm very well, thank you. It's very lovely to be chatting to you. It's been an age. It's been so long. I know, it's been ages. So it's weird to, it's yeah, it's odd to do these because I kind of want to just chat about everything to you. But I, I annoyingly have a specific thing to talk about in it's the good. podcast. It's good. It's, it's good. Like, You've got yeah. to have a thing now. Yeah. So what I like to do right at the start, rather than all the small talk that I really want to do, but if we go into a tangent later on, I'm not going to stop it. Um, have both your parents said the phrase, I love you, before to you? Yes. Good. Okay. Yes. Yes. There's a, mini, there's a mini pause to think about it, which is normal. Like yes. Ellis, Ellis James, for example, was like, I think my dad, he just didn't know. Yeah. And so he, that's why this came about, because I thought yes. my dad would have been it. Then I don't know if he ever did. So that's why we, we did the I, podcast. I, I think, I think, I mean, my mum my mom has definitely said it. Definitely said it. Standard. I, yeah. I think my dad is sort of prefaced it with, you know, I love you, don't you? <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So it's that sort of puts the pressure back on me to know that he already does. If you know what I mean, it's done in that. I don't need to say this, do I? And it's yeah. Like, oh. What well, yeah. your dad is—is is he in that mould of a emotionally uncomfortable? Uh, is that the word I want to use? Uncomfortable man. Yes, my dad is a sort of weird um, uh, bin bag of emotions. It's like, it's it's, it's very. Str- I've I've still yet to work him out. He's a, for me, he's still a work in progress emotionally. I'm trying to figure it out because at times he can seem completely okay. For example, go for it. 
my dad lives in France and there have been times when there have been, you know, good long periods of time between seeing each other, um, particularly pandemics and stuff like that. But also, you know, at times there's just been things that have occurred and we haven't maybe seen each other for a year. And um, I remember turning up at Toulouse Airport, visiting my dad a couple of years ago and seen him for ages. They got off the plane and he was there and he, he just walked up and shook my hand. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Hello, and my dad's Irish. He's like, "Hello, sorry, you're right." And I'm like, "Shouldn't we be hugging at this point?" Yeah, that's Dad, great. but it was sort of a, yeah. He didn't quite know what to do, so he shook my hand. That's um, so funny. But then at the same time, my dad can be very emotional, and very empathetic, and get very moved by things. So yeah, like I said, I haven't quite figured him out yet. Well, like, does he get emotional about uh, like things that? <laughs> Like sports, I don't know. Like you know that weird oh, guy that guys yeah. do. Where does he get more emotional about stuff that's supposed to be that kind of is less important than his daughter's love? Well, if you if you got my if you started talking to my dad about rugby, oh. particularly Ireland and particularly Munster, um, you'd you'd never get off the phone. That would be it. That is it. That's his. Yeah, and that. and tennis. He loves tennis, and he always says to me, "Sorry, do you watch tennis?" And I go, "No, Dad, we've." We have discussed this many times. I love the tennis. And then it'll go on for about about 30 to 40 minutes about the tennis. Him and, and my mum should, yeah. honestly, like, I think my mum loves Andy Murray more than me, is what I've realised. She, yeah. she has it, it, when Wimbledon's on, she seems to have a TV in every room. It's very weird. It's like a, like a kind of, it's the one thing from like, like a sports a bar. It's a sports bar. That's what I was thinking of. Like she a cheers sports, sports bar. A cheers yeah. sports bar where every available tennis match is on during Wimbledon. So she'll have like every, she's almost got every court covered in her yeah. house somehow. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, like a headquarters weird. of it's tennis. Good. I guess it's good. It's good to have a thing you care about. But It it's is good funny. to have a thing you care about. It is, it is ve- I think it's very good everything you care about but I think there's also that that, that human element when you realise that the person you've been speaking to for the last 40 minutes about the thing that you care about doesn't care about the thing that you care about quite as much as you care about the thing you care about you know what yeah so I um, I live in Los Angeles where essentially people talk at me about stuff I don't give a shit about and I just nod politely (laughs) is it mostly about themselves yeah it's mainly themselves people people love themselves here as much as your dad loves Munster rugby (laughs) okay that would that then that'll that's that's exhausting yeah, that's it is. exhausting. It, it can be tiring, but yeah. so so. Sorry, I've I've diverted that somewhat. But your dad, so he's he's a sweet guy, but he just has trouble with the. Has he got? Are you the? Are you an only child? Do you have brothers? No, I have or? a younger brother. Does he does he brother. find it easier to connect with the younger brother? Is he one of those sort of guys? No, no. My younger brother still finds my dad a complete mystery as well. Like we we sometimes we're just like we will we're both on the same page with this. Yeah, we're both on the same page. It's um it. It's uh, yes. I suppose. I suppose as I've got older, I've had to sort of observe myself and then be be kinder and more understanding of his behaviours because sometimes yeah. they are a bit odd. Um, he's a little bit eccentric. My dad. He's the man who had a picnic in Death Valley um, with a with teacups and saucers on a blanket. Oh, um, oh that's yes. Funny. It, that's is he fun? He's funny. He's funny. You know. He, um, is he like an? So this is this is where I'm. I'm I, when I hear stuff like that, I go like, that sounds like my dad. Where he's like, he lives his life like it's sort of, he's in a movie. Does that make sense? Or am I, I know th- what you mean. Yeah. Where it's like he is. He's not. My dad isn't a. He's not like a jokey. I'm being funny. He just 
exists and it's amusing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. My dad is sort of um, uh, um, surprised about the world around him occasionally. We were talking about the Grand National the other day. We were talking because it was on. That my dad, because my dad's Irish and he lived very close to the um, uh, Bromhead family, who who own a lot of the Grand National winners these days, or have run a lot of the winners. Yeah. So he was talking about the Grand National, and he said, he just said to me, he went, Zoe, you know when they finish the race and the jockey is absolutely out of breath." Why is that? They haven't done any of the running. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. And I had to explain that clinging onto the back of a hugely muscular beast for four miles over fences was a tad exhausting. That's hilarious. He didn't get it. Didn't get it. He's a very, That's... very, very clever man, my dad, but he just, he's very academically clever. But he doesn't get, uh, get he doesn't, that. Yeah, he thinks yeah. it's like sitting on a chair on a treadmill yeah. or something. Yeah. It's like, that's. <laughs> Which would beg the question, then couldn't anybody just sit on that chair that's jumping yeah, over? Yeah. You Surely know. you just get the smallest uh, living thing and put <laughs> yeah. it on, on, a, on a horse, is what yeah. you would do. You and get jockeys. A, why aren't babies just riding horses? Yeah. I mean, I, would, I don't like the cruelty to horses as a vegan, but I would like to see a baby on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Racing mean, other wouldn't? babies on horses. <laughs> So things like that, it's just, it's like, wow, have you, okay. I'm always amazed at what amazes him. And then I'm, I'm like, so much stuff must amaze you on a daily basis. That's, but seeing, but growing up with that is this, so this is a, you, you know, it's always hard to pinpoint exactly why we are doing what we do, but yeah. it sounds like, so your dad is, is kind of eccentric. You said, is your mum a bit more straight and narrow? Are you kind of thinking, do you, your dad's behavior kind of made you embrace the being uh, odd in a way not uh, odd being counterculture or whatever like you know what yeah I mean? he's, he's a bit odd and i do enjoy it i enjoy watching i watch i think now that i'm older and i'm not reliant on him being my guardian it's yes. better that makes my, i relate to my, that my father's also the man that made my brother and i lie across the bonnet of a car going up a mountain in the alps at the age of, he must have been 10 and 8 uh because he was slipping dangerously in the snow and to give the front wheels more traction amazing so, so you yeah. lay across the front like front of a bonnet on. of a car <laughs> going up the alps it a road in the Alps, French Alps, at oh night in a snowstorm. Didn't occur to him that that could be dangerous. Um, so I've quite enjoyed that aspect of my dad. My mum is a bit more. My mum is a bit more straightforward. My mum is a, my 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 dad is very um, literal and very. I'm going to say I'm going to say slightly along a spectrum, um, mm -hmm. in the okay. kindest possible way. You know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and my mum is much more straightforward and to the point and uh, and gets my humour immediately. Like okay, my, good. my dad has never seen me perform live. He's never. No, wow. it, would be, it would be pointless. It would be entirely pointless. He just wouldn't just, even no, get no, what is funny no. about it. What's his, what does he find no. funny? We, I mean, anything I said, he'd be like, why did you say that? That didn't happen. <laughs> Did, did you really mean that when you said that? You're like, Dad, no, well, this is what you... So my, what does my dad find funny? I t well, I tell you what, we had a combined... We had a joint sense of humour when I was about eight. So that's right. where our sense of humour collided. <laughs> yeah. <And> it, it, <laughs> Your dad stayed at eight. Yeah, Your he stayed, stayed at, eight. at eight. Yeah. Amazing. So I like... Like things like the Pink Panther movies when I was growing up with Peter Sellers and that sort of thing. We could be able to watch that and both find them very funny. But that's I guess that's quite slapsticky and quite... 
Right. Obvious. Yeah. If you um, really, it's funny. Like obviously, like I'm trying to be. Are like, we oh, just trying to make our parents love us? If you're really trying to do that, you would be doing a more of a Mr. Bean act. If you really wanted your dad to <laughs> find you, yes, you'd just be like tripping over, yes. hitting yourself in the face of a rake on stage, just get, just coming like, on stage with a turkey on my head. Yes, dad, dad, yeah. love me. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. That that's I. I yeah, it's so funny. Dads are so fucking weird, aren't just, they? Weird, yeah, they yeah. are. They're weird. But your mum, like your mum, comes and watches you a lot. And mum watches me. Mum, mum's got quite a sort of um, cynical eye now when it comes to comedy if you know she'll she'll sort of dissect other comedians and um oh, and uh, yeah she's got a filthy mouth on her so that's what i like about my mum yeah she's um i can i can really make her laugh like really make her laugh like we're we sort of sort of go to the edges with each other, if you know what I mean. Oh, I love that. That's a yeah. great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can do it with either of my parents. I feel like I'm talking to two aliens when I'm... <laughs> unless, no, my- it's, unless it's rude. My mum finds, like, anything to do with, like, bums, dicks. She's got, like... <laughs> She's like she's like bottom the TV show, but in human form, which is yeah, great. My, my mum like, swears like, like a trooper, Sw- absolutely swears like a trooper. Which and I'm, are your parents? Sorry, are your parents together still? No, they divorced when I was. Um, they divorced when I was about ten. So I oh, suppose wow. that allowed their differences to really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like two sort of halves of a iceberg drifting apart in a warm sea. They really sort of became their own things. Yeah. Interesting. And when you, yeah. do you remember like that? Because this has come up a fair bit in here, like uh, in this podcast, is like, um, someone I, someone else, one of the other guests was like, his parents got divorced and he was like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. Like, like, was like <laughs> that, that is, it's good. My parents are still together, which is great. But uh, yeah. for my whole childhood, I was convinced that they'd argue almost every day. So I, I would have been like, okay, fine. If they did this it, but they sense. haven't. Yeah. So just different relationships. But yeah, was yeah. that like a big shock to you? Do you remember your intent? Or yeah, were you like- no, it was. It was a big shock to me. Yeah, because I suppose I, I'm of that age as well. You know, I was 10 in 1981. So quite a while ago. And uh, divorce was still reasonably novel in those days yeah yeah. and i remember now it's quite hack now it's it's really hack everybody's done it at least once and yeah um, but i remember being 10 and sitting in class going oh i'm the kid of the divorced parents aren't i Um, i remember being really it was quite oh yeah when you put it like that that does sound very sad yeah it was it wasn't um it wasn't particularly easy because then my mum uh got together with my stepfather who was scottish he's still alive and uh um he got transferred up to glasgow with his job so we ended up moving and it was all at that period oh, of time. That's was, a shitload of yeah. It was a shitload of stuff on a, on a ten year old, especially yeah, yeah. Um, so that was uh, uh, yeah, not particularly great. It wasn't sort of a smooth, amicable. No, it was amicable. It was, well, I say amicable. I don't know whether it was amicable. They were. Um, uh, it it was in the days as well before parent like dads had to sort of contribute towards kids properly financially and i think my dad sort of struggled with the concept that (laughs) because we weren't living with him we still needed shoes and stuff oh wow yeah Yeah. that's 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 interesting that became a law for that reason that isn't it some dads were just like oh "Oh, yeah that yeah yeah, i I legally i legally have to do that (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. Right. Oh, it's still eating, is it? Oh, right, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't think it was done out of any malice. I think no, it was just genuinely... Just not knowing. Nah. Yeah. The yeah. unawareness of a dad is is, yeah. is 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 knows no bounds. I've realised. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, um, I remember when I got married, and this uh, I never heard this phrase before. Everyone kept going, "Happy wife, happy life," right? Which is like all these yeah. older guys. And then you go, oh, and then you go, only men need a rhyme to remind themselves. <laughs> to to not their... to, to be nice to the person they've agreed to to, to love forever. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think women don't need like yeah. a happy hubs keeps you in love. They're just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm nice, so I'm going to yeah. be nice to this person. It's, anyway, just maybe <laughs> men are just, yeah, it's just the unawareness. It's like of... beer before wine, fine. Wine before... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, those, it's, yeah. Fucking yeah. So, so that I wonder what we want with kids. With I've got kids. Uh, <laughs> got to feed a child. Uh, yeah. yeah, keep it, keep it mild. Feed the child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop them going wild. Feed yeah. the child. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. So, so with, yeah, that's a lot though to go through. When you're, and do you is that that time? Do you remember like? Do you even think like I remember? And it wasn't necessarily intentionally because my parents, but I do remember. When I was about 10 or 11 or 12, I discovered like, oh, being funny is a thing that makes people yeah. like you. So I don't yeah. know if that, if, that, if that in any way relates or that feels tied into that moment in your life. Or- oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was about, it's about 10, isn't it? When you, when, you, uh, when you start having, well, I think you just occupy enough space at the age of 10. Sort of just physically, it's sort of just that bit bigger that people, the kid, the parents can't ignore you. So you can sort of, you, you can almost command attention in a room. So yeah. Um, yeah, about ten years old, you can. But I was never, I was never a class clown. People always assume I was a sort of joker in the class. I wasn't, and I, actually, I think that's, a, I think that's a misconception of comics. I think most comics aren't the class clown. Yeah, They're the ones no, sitting in the corner looking at the class clown. Yeah, um, I'd occasionally be cheeky, but I, I never like. I wasn't like a lunatic just like doing no. anything for a laugh. I'd be, yeah, I think you're right. Observing is the thing. You're just like kind of yeah. noticing the quirks of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. quite tiring actually. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. Um, so when, so, so you found that then, and then here's the thing that I, 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 that comes up a lot is like, your dad, he sounds like eccentric, but I do think that all comedians who are successful and you are a successful comedian and, and actually most entertainers or people in the arts, writers, whatever, there's like talent and and the fearlessness to do this job that is off the mainstream, but also a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of hard work to yeah. get to a level. So do you, do you feel that from your mum? What did she, did she have something job-wise that yeah. made you, whether she said anything or you just saw her working every day and you were like, but I guess kind Actually, of raising both, you on her own. Both yeah. my parents are grafters. Oh, cool. Both both my parents really do work hard and have worked hard. Um, <laughs> I did ask my dad recently how he ever managed to turn up on time to work, and he said he didn't really. Um, right. But I've no, again, with getting older, I've noticed my behaviours and his behaviours, and I'm sure my dad has got a bit. I mean, it, I'm de- I mean, I'm convinced he's he's um, he's a bit ADHD. I, I I've got the same. I yeah. honestly have the same. Me and my sister are like, Dad's got ADHD. He cannot, but the it's weird because then what are you going to do? Send a sixty-eight-year-old guy to go get diagnosed? Yeah. Too, like, what? But he doesn't. He also doesn't even know think it. about. But I was like, I'm like, it must be. You know, like he it, must yeah. do because I yeah. think I have it a bit. But then yeah. I, 
I, but, I mean, I look at my father and I go, I have a diluted version of that because yes. it's just incredible. The level of faff, the level of distraction, the 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 timekeeping is just. Yes. I mean, it's so yes. stressful. Your dad is my dad. It's this so is crazy. stressful. Um, we have a phrase for it, JMT, John Martin time, because he's oh, never, never, he just, he'll go, I'll be, it's like an addiction though. Or it's like, yeah. he will be legitimately an hour and a half later than when he says, and I get anxiety if I'm, well, I have this, this is, I don't want to see some common women and men things. I'm saying it men, you know, dads do. But yeah. if Hannah makes, I, I, if, if she, I am late because of her, yeah. it makes me so uncomfortable. I want to yeah. like almost text the person with, it's not me. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm guilty by association. But it's not me. Anyway, yeah. sorry. And that's that was, my I dad. Need to get off my chin. That is the same with me and my dad. And I'm like, just go, drives me mental, just absolutely crazy. And I'll phone him and I'll say, it'd be like ten o'clock, and he's only just getting up in the morning. And he's, I'm like, what? Why are you getting up so late? Then like, oh, well, I didn't get to bed until three uh, thirty last night. I'm like, why, Dad? What were you doing? He went, well. I started Googling characters from the Muppets from 1972. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. I love it. Oh, my God. That yeah. old excuse. Yeah. And then he'll just go down a wormhole of, you know, whatever and just get so distracted. And I've learned I've had to take, f I have to write down all of his passwords and take photographs of them and then store them in my phone because mm. otherwise everything just gets lost. And, yeah, so he... Uh, uh, yeah, he's definitely got that sort of a trait. But having said that, a very good work ethic, as yep. my mother does as well. My mum mm -hmm. works really hard, really hard. Yeah. And what do, what do they do for jobs when you grew up, were growing up? Uh, my dad uh, was a chemical engineer um, and worked for initially a pharmaceutical company in Ireland and then came over to the UK and worked in uh, oil. So he worked. Wow, your um, dad did big farmer and oil. Big farmer and oil. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like public enemy number one in 2022 <laughs> from the left. <laughs> Cancel well, your dad. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it depends on where you look at it, doesn't it? Do you know yeah. what, though? It's funny how, like, our generation will, you know, young, we can kind of judge. People just, no one, they just needed to earn a living back yeah, in the day. People, and yeah, yeah. I, know. I met a woman on a flight who said her husband worked as an oil lobbyist in America and now he works as a cannabis lobbyist and I was like that's hilarious how like we're all like over like wow because that's the most right and left thing to be doing yep. he just doesn't he's just like well I'm just trying to earn money for my family whereas yep. I think now we're trying to be a bit more conscientious with stuff but yeah I don't I try not to judge people of a certain generation for like no, working no. hard I mean you know it would have been when my dad started in that it would have been the 70s and then you know into the 80s big oil boom in, in Aberdeen um did he do it's a stint where, working for tobacco? He didn't, do, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. No. But, um, but yeah, Boyle. And, um, yeah, moved up to Aberdeen. So that's where he worked doing that. Um, he There was always a lot of, um, uh, like, I'm not entirely sure what my dad did. Yeah. Um, I think back in the day you could just get away. Pre-computers, when yeah. you think about it. <laughs> it's true. You could just fuck about with some yeah, graphs I mean, I, yeah they couldn't check you just just look busy yeah like, he always had those plastic like so there were pl plastic um stencils of yeah. of bits of engineering that you could just like yeah just like anonymous engineering yeah, engineering knobs and knockers that you'd sort yeah. of stencil on and then you'd go this pipe joins that pipe and he always had those that, like it was <laughs> 
was so basic when you think about it. And in fact, the engineering and technology required to drill down beneath the North Sea and extract a fossil fuel is an immense amount of expertise and science. And they were sort of using protractors, <laughs> which is... And they probably had so many people doing a tiny bit of vague work that um, amongst them they just had like just get a lost. person, like yeah. a computer probably could have done the twenty people's jobs. That's yeah. Hilarious. So I don't know how. I mean, my dad. But he was always him. out. But he was always out. Was he on the rigs for that? No. He did occasionally go out to the rigs. Yeah, every every so often. But he wasn't a he wasn't um, a permanent rig worker. But he'd go out every now and then, and it'd be quite. Fun. I remember phoning him from the that, the landline from home oh. when he was out on the rigs, and somebody'd be on the operator. You know. On operating the, the the call, and you'd have to, you know, you have to, you'd have to speak to him and go, you know, hello, daddy, over. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's fun to do. As a kid. Hello, Zoe, over. Oh, <laughs> it's so really sweet. sweet. It was really sweet. Yeah. Um, and was he when when he's doing all that work? Was he like, I've got to go. Did he have any? What's it? My dad has a phrase: "Got to keep the show on the road." It's, but it's <laughs> stuck in my head the whole. So it's like. It's just like by osmosis. I'm like, I've got to, got to keep showing the road. Got to no, keep working. Got to, think... Not that he's ever going like work or die. Like he's just, yeah. he's just does, he, does he have that kind of energy with what he's doing? Or did you just, he was always working and you kind of noticed that? Or? He was just, I think, actually, I think my dad could have quite happily not. I don't think he enjoyed. Right. The, the, the commute, the, you know, the mechanics of that. I don't think it. I suppose later in his life, when he moved down, moved back from Scotland, they moved back down to um, Surrey. Him and my stepmother, um, he'd have been commuting in from Guildford on a daily basis on the train into London, and I, I don't think that was his thing. The thing with my dad is he loves nature. He loves being outside, and uh, I, I would imagine that would have um, been quite a tricky thing for him to counter. That's you know hours on a sodding train where the temperature is completely wrong, as opposed to being out and about and running in a field, which I'm very much like as well. I, it's I a hate good being thing. It's a up. good thing he's passed oh, on yeah. to you as well. It's as, a really good thing. Apart from some thing. minor ADHD. Apart like, <laughs> from some minor ADHD. You're overwhelmed by all the trees. You're like, yeah, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm going to count all the trees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the leaves. Um, so, yeah, he, I've definitely got that from my dad, which I'm very grateful for. He loves He loves nature. He was always taking us out in always taking us out in nature <laughs> no yeah i know that's that's i see my dad's the same my dad's a country but yeah he loved i've been camp went camping with my dad and all that stuff and yeah he loves all that it's a, yeah i feel like how old's your dad it feels he's like now, exactly the same generation no he's like he's older he's, he's older than your father my dad will be 80 this year oh wow okay. yeah yeah interesting my dad's about 12 years younger but my dad though has the energy of a guy that is easily from a generation before him if not many more he has this yeah. like old fat i don't know his parents were old so i think yeah. he kind of got a different i think that's a kind of interesting thing that can affect how your sensibilities depending on when your parents grew up um versus everyone else yeah um but that's so that's great so your dad's he was always doing all that work. and your mum what was she doing when when you were younger because she's uh, kind of was she kind of then having to support you and your brother because your dad wasn't contributing that much we well, I guess you don't know the no, full details the, we, of that. Um, we uh we 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 pretty swiftly hooked up with my stepfather um, right. So there was a sort of, I don't know what you call him, a bridging loan. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you call that. It's a cute name. It's a cute, it's a cute name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But my mum worked as well. My mum worked when I was a kid. She worked as a night nurse, an auxiliary night nurse in a, in a cottage hospital in Epsom when we were living there. Um, and, she, you know, she worked, I think about it now, she worked her bloody tits off because yes. she'd do night shifts and then come home and then get us ready for school and then take us to school and then go back home and sleep for like three hours and then, oh you know, God. do everything that they need to do in the house, pick us up from school and then go back to work. So she really grafted my mum. <sighs> Really did, and um, yeah, she's got a very strong work ethic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say you can't help but notice that when you're a kid, yeah. and you're like, "Mum's," you're like, "Fuck, she's coming straight from work doing that." And what was your stepdad doing? Was he working as well? He was a bank manager. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. A bowler so- hat wearing bank manager. <laughs> What a detail! I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to a bank if the managers are in a bowler hat. Those were the days, were they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I feel like mum stuff is so interesting because now you're, you're a comic and you're doing the night, your own night shifts, and and yeah. uh, you can't help. And she's yeah, you realise that there's, there's kind of no excuse to not be, like. Yeah, your mum's grafting all the time, and all so the time. I, th- I think that that when you know when you start stand up and you're driving ages to the show for no money, and it's like, yeah, to, I know it's we love the job, so that's part of it. But I think it's amazing, even in this industry, there's people who are less successful or haven't done what because they just go, oh, I can't be fucked to do that, and you're like, yeah, no, you have to, you have no, to, they have that. to do that bit because yeah. it's a privilege to love it as well. Like, because if you see people, my dad hated his job when he was a lawyer; he said never be a lawyer, and he would just be like, but I saw that. It was like if you get something you love, just you gotta be Flower, excited. Yeah, work yeah. at it. So your dad always hated being a lawyer. Said to me every day of my life, never be a lawyer. Said that every day. Whatever you do, don't be a lawyer. Every wow. single day, every single day of my and life. And he never thought to change it. He no. Well, he when I finished school, actually, he he had this hobby of selling old books and stuff, and now that's what he does as a job. It makes much less money, but he um, is much happier. And so yeah. whenever, so for whenever I, when I was like, I want to do stand up, like yeah. basically when I left school and I was at university and I was doing English, but he was like, he was totally supportive. I think like if I didn't make any money from it, then I guess there would be a thing. My mum wants to start making money from it. Yeah. was a little bit more on board. Um, even though she's watched me and I still don't think she really finds anything I do funny. Um, or she'll never say it to my face either way. Uh, but my dad is very much like ex- excited that I do. He's he's excited to be part of the podcast as well. So yeah. he's, he likes that. But so did your, what, do you remember what, did you, you had a job before you did stand up or did you go straight into stand up? Oh God, I mean, I faffed about oh, just like a fish out of water. I didn't really know what I was doing. So I, I, I finished school school I went to uni I did psychology I left that I didn't again didn't know what I wanted to do moved back to Glasgow where my family were at that point waitress for a few years I went traveling then came back from that then went to drama school um and then saw waitress again until I decided I wanted to do stand-up so I had never had a proper job like a proper because nothing, nothing resonated with you. Because it, it wasn't, your, with me. wasn't what you were Just meant really, to do. I, I could never ever see myself doing a nine to five. I just didn't. I, I in my mind, I didn't know how that looked. I didn't know how I could squeeze my shaped peg into that hole. I yeah. just didn't. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> 
No, I'm the same. I was and just the like, thought of, you know, what? have mission statements. Do what? Do yeah, what? Yeah. And listen to like, and care about a thing that some, like get told off for not caring about a thing that no one yeah. cares about. Yeah, I could never understand that personally. No. And I think when I was younger as well, it was sort of, I'm not going to say there was less opportunity, but it was sort of, I don't know, it was, um, <sighs> yeah, people seemed to know what they wanted to do when they left university. They were, you know, and I just didn't. I was like, oh, my God, I have no clue what I want to do. Yeah. You know, and I felt always felt slightly envious, but also slightly sad of those people who were like, I want to do this, or I want to be a teacher. Or, I know I never, knew I, to, I never wanted to be a teacher because I hated school with every ounce of my being. Did you, get in trouble, pro- did you get in trouble at school? No, I just, I well, I just, I got bullied and I hated it. Oh. I just... I just hated it. So I think the problem You've was... You've got the like, um, classic comedian's I, origin I, I story mean, it's then. Just, it's just... <laughs> just it's like... <laughs> it's, it's all there, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's I love so it, cliched. Um, and I think probably I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what I wanted to do because up until that point, I hadn't done anything that I really enjoyed doing um, except for performing at, you know, at, um, at university with the Amateur Dramatic Student Society. But even that was like, I knew I wasn't a brilliant actress. So I was like, well, how am I going to make this work? Um, and it was only when I started to go and see stand-up that I went, oh, I, th- I think I could maybe do that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And then yeah. when you and when you started, so when, when did you start doing stand-up? In the 90s? No, the- I was really late to it. It took me eight, from deciding that's what I wanted to do to actually doing it. Um, I think I did my first gig in 2000. That's, that's, yeah, well, I mean, it shows how good you are. You're so, yeah. You've been so good for so quickly and so long. So what I want to know then is when you when you decided to do it, when did you go professional then? Like a couple of years, three years later, four years later? <laughs> Depends what you describe as professional. Well, like, yeah, being <laughs> poor, but like it being the main thing you do, I guess. Within a year. That's fucking great. But I, I had a... In, because what happened was, um, so I did my first gig. I went, that's it. This is all I'm doing. I had a very strong image in my head of how I was going to get that. I just had this really strong image. I was like, I'm going to buy a little car. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a water cup in a cup holder in the car. People always laugh at me and say this, but it's true. I genuinely had this. I went, I can see my little notebook on the, on the passenger seat beside me. And I'm going to drive up and down the country doing my thing. And within a year, I made that happen. No, do so, you know what? I'm not going to give you shit for that because I have been recently this is extremely LA I've been seeing a therapist mm. and he's been talking about manifesting yeah stuff and the thing is right everyone thinks it's bullshit yeah. but the weirdest little things I've started like thinking about and they've just like this is this very small stakes at the moment yeah someone I was like texted someone and then not someone who I've fallen out with I was like texted them and it'd been like four days and I went they should, they should text me soon, and I went and checked my phone. They fucking text me, yeah. and I and I keep and but a lot of this stuff is like visualize the thing that you're saying. As much as it can be bullshit, you have talent to go with it. But with that, if you picture yourself with all this stuff, yeah, you have the energy of someone who has the stuff, and then it kind of follows. It's not, yes. it's not do it at the at the instead of the work but it's just interesting because i'm i'm like really on board of it now it, and I'm it's like quite in, it. it is quite interesting it is quite like i said that was the strongest vision i had in my head you're really like an early L, you're like L, you're way before your time thinking of that in 2000s can i also tell you can this can also tell, work this against is a safe, you okay yeah okay yeah okay yeah there is that that is because right, you probably can't see this but i've got an arm in a sling 
uh, because I've just come back from Altitude Comedy Festival in Austria. Yeah. Uh, where oh, no. I you did the thing. Carl I did Donnelly the thing. Did this. I did oh, the thing no. where I fractured and dislocated my shoulder. Um, uh, on the first day, Chris. On the first day. Oh, day one. But you know what? Before I got there. I knew I was going to dislocate my shoulder. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I And I said this to Cindy, my other half, after it. I went, don't say it. I said, I just knew. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. But I knew. I knew I was going to dislocate my shoulder. I knew it was. I was going to dislocate it, and I knew it would be my shoulder. And as I wow. fell and I hit the ground, my brain went, here it is. Oh, my God. Yep. You've yep. got special powers, but you have to I, listen to those powers. You, do you know? So it works both ways. I, 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 I shit you not. I knew. Um, Here's a question. Yeah. If you had a bad one of them before you were about to get on a flight, would you still get the flight? <gasps> oh. That's a tough one. Isn't it? I mean, I had one. This is the closest I had that the other day. Oh. Was someone sent me a message going, you're going to die tomorrow on like, you know, DMs yeah. on like Instagram. Some random lady just was yeah. in my requests. Never oh, look no. at your, never look never. At your requests. She went, you're going to die tomorrow. And I was flying back to the UK. It was oh, no. I've never been more scared on a flight. And then I am. Um, but then when I got to the next day and I lived, I said, just so you know, uh, not only did I not die, I went on a transatlantic flight and didn't die. And then she, <laughs> and then she went, <laughs> she went, oh, sorry, wrong Chris. And I <laughs> And I just, I now need to know who that Chris was. I want to know who that Chris is so oh, badly. That's hilarious. That's but, brilliant. But with the premonition thing, that's powerful now. You've done the arm. You can't, it's yeah. hard to know what it's to really do with hard. it. I don't want to put you off flying, but I'm just saying no. that's a... And I get it every now and again. I get it every now and again. See, the thing is, I think it's, although this was quite specific, I knew I would do my shoulder in. I didn't not quite know where or how. Mind you, yeah. skiing would be an obvious thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I have had other things before. I've had other things before where, like, the phone rings and I know exactly who it is. And I, if they haven't, if I haven't, even if I haven't spoken to them for years, and I know exactly why they're calling. Yeah. Do I do? Let's see if I can segue this back to parents. Do either your parents have telepathic <laughs> my abilities? My mum. Oh, does she? Yeah, my mum. Yes, the segue yes. wasn't nonsense. There you go. She she has a similar thing where she, she has a similar thing. So I. When I was in Austria, after being taken off the mountain on my emergency skidoo, which was quite exciting, um, I've, I thought, oh, I'd better phone my mum. So I phoned my mum. I said, hello, mum. She went, you've broken your arm. Oh, you? no, that's crazy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. What? Yeah. I went, wow. not quite. You said, and your well, mum broke- are like witches. This yeah. is a bit like good ones, but still like, that's crazy. And she wasn't the least bit freaked out. That was the other thing. She was like, yeah, I just knew that was going to happen. Come here, son. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Zoe Lyons, comedian, sometimes found on Radio 4, often being very, very cultural and highbrow. Please join us on Let's Talk About the Husband, a new podcast that shines a cultural light on all things reality TV. I'm joined by my very trashy friend, Stephen Bailey, who you may have seen on Celebrity Coach Trip or Celebs on the Farm. Uh, and I've done live at the Apollo. Oh, he's also done live at the Apollo and he just bangs on about that forever. Stephen... What are they going to get on the show? If you... <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. I know I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to prove that you can learn as much about culture from pop culture. And you can learn everything you need to know from Kim Kardashian, as well as, like, the Guggenheim Museum. Is that the name of the museum? It is the name of the museum. Yeah. Well done. So join us on Let's Talk About the Husband. Can I dig deeper then on this? So did your mum... Okay, this is not the same. So when... I guess you've... In, in my head, you've probably had two big things in your life and tell me they maybe weren't big, but I, I'm I'm straight, so I haven't done this, but you came out to your parents, I assume, uh-huh. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Was that... And then also, I see everyone is telling them you're going to be a professional comedian. It's not quite the same level, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Does... What did your... Yeah, how, I'm just curious how your parents reacted, or whether your mum knew, or, to both no, of those I, events. No, that they were they weren't particularly cool about it. Interesting. Um, my dad just seemed um, well. He was going out with my stepmom at that point, who did have a gay friend, so I think that really helped. Right. Okay. Otherwise, I think it'd have really floundered. Um, that is but, interesting. I mean, you said kind of like semi. That is interesting how they they like. People like generation just have no frame of context, so even just having that Help. one person is probably massively yeah. helpful. Yeah, I think he even mentioned it. Like, well, I've met Morag's friend Gordon, and he seems okay. Um, so right. um, I think that was his point for us. But then once you know, after a few years, he was sort of on board with it and stuff. But um, and my mum, I think my mum in that classic way just made it about her and went, "I'll never have grandchildren." Oh, um, yeah. No. Uh, um, was it? Were you? Were you young when you came out? Was it? not particularly. I mean, I was twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget what my mother said <laughs> when I told her. Yeah. She, she doesn't. Sometimes, sometimes she's not the best orator. Okay, um, she's blunt, is what you're yeah. saying. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a mum trait. So I, would say. I, I told I told her I was gay, and she went, "Okay, okay." Well, that's a little bit like being told your child has cancer. Oh, oh God. 
no. Yes, yes. Oh, no. Y- yes, yes. Um, Which has always stuck with me. Wow. I, I, have you told that on stage? I haven't, no. That, um, I mean, that's like dark but really quite funny funny it's quite funny i think i know what she meant but i was like oh oh i wouldn't do a ted talk on that mom um i wouldn't pop pop that one on twitter in a hurry don't don't, yeah yeah don't um don't release that one into the wild like a dove um (laughs) i just can't get i know i know yeah but I it's could... funny, it's extra funny because, like, she didn't mean it in a, it's sort of in a, I don't yeah. know what she meant it in a, it's sort of I like think it's this a blow. Help, helping. Yeah, but it's yeah. Not, oh. But I remember, I remember I can't remember, my face must have just been like, oh, ee, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because as much as you only get to come out once to your parents, they only get once to sort of react to it as well. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's very true. I'm sure so, if she uh, could redo that, she would yeah, do that she'd over do, somewhat. She'd do reword it she'd yeah. really go yeah. do you know what mum before you say I mean, a treatable cancer so it's a treatable cancer <laughs> something that we can cut out and sort of you know radiography off but you know a, a cancer oh all the same <laughs> oh my god yeah that's okay wow so i assume th- this is then telling your parents you're going to be a comedian uh, is nothing in terms of gravitas compared to that. I know, no, probably like no, I, I, she didn't I say you hearing your daughter's a comedian is like yeah, yeah. it's like some form of Alzheimer's. Or... No. <laughs> it's like a mild chronic bowel disease. Yeah. Um, it's like a horrible migraine. Um, well, well, here's where my parents were completely different because my mum was entirely encouraging and um, and had no doubt that. Uh, it would work. To, to, we go back to the little premonitions. We right. were on a bus together in London and we got off the bus and she'd come to visit me and I was really struggling. I'd just left drama school and I didn't know what I was doing. And, um, you know, I was thinking, do I need to, do I want to be an actress and all of this? And my mum got off the bus and she went, I don't know how I know this. I don't know how it's going to happen. You're not going to get there the way you think you're going to get there, but you're going to be absolutely fine. And I know it for sure. And it was wow. I believed her. That's great. Yeah. yeah. My dad, on the other hand, when I told him I was going to be a comedian, <laughs> said, don't you need to be good at that to oh, do that? <laughs> yes, dad. I love that. He's like, you need to be falling over more on stage. You need to be yeah. doing more running into lampposts if you want to yeah. make a career at that. Yeah. That's it. I feel like um the balance of the two is actually quite an interesting thing yeah. because I feel like in this in this industry I find maybe I'm wrong. You need this unbelievable belief in yourself, but you also need people to not believe in you. Yeah. So you can go like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's healthy, but you know I'm going to show those fucking people, which (laughs) I don't think that's healthy. Maybe it is. Maybe it's useful. I don't know. I guess whatever helps you, helps you. But it's interesting to have those two kind of ends of the spectrum there. You do need to have belief in yourself, but you also need to have, you know, take a check on yourself. So those two things are completely there within both of my parents packages up differently. What you don't want is to be overexposed to one of them. You do need, uh, you need, it's like, what you need is you need salt and sugary popcorn. (laughs) That's I what I've got that. out of my parents. I've got mixed That's popcorn. Great... I've got salt, salt on its own. Too much, your head dries out. You end up like a piece of yes. you know wind dried tuna. Sugary, too much, you get sort of you feel sick. Salt and sugar, perfect combo. It's I the love right that. level. 
Have you? Is that the first time you've said that? That's quite, yes. Yeah, it does seem to fucking, make sense though. It's perfect. It's yeah. like a perfect, and it's the perfect example of what. Yeah, because if you have the double overly like so you can be anything you want so yeah. you, and you're gonna probably be a bit of an arse you are gonna be an arse and when you and when things go badly and suddenly you're not the princess or prince that your parents have held you up to be you don't have the skill set to deal with that failure whereas if one of them's going what, why would you want to do that don't you have to be any good at doing that then you've always had that in the back of your mind anyway so it's um it it's, armors you up, probably. Do you better. tell your Do you tell your dad then, even though he doesn't watch your stand up and stuff? Are you like, you, you've done? Have you done live? You've done. You've been on Mock the Week loads. Have you done mm. live at the Apollo? I don't know if you've yeah, done, done. Yeah, that, so yeah. You, yeah, you go. I did. He he must have heard of that. He probably doesn't even watch. Oh it, yeah, he, he, I don't know whether he's watched live at the Apollo. I just don't ask him anymore because having to explain every word that I said on stage and what oh, I was referring wow. to. It's just, if there's nothing like, you know this, if you've ever had to send off a script of your stand-up to Oh, somebody. it's the worst for a oh, TV thing. That's oh, the worst. It's just, you may, it's just like, it's like sucking a hoover tube up the arse of funny and sucking all the joy out of it. Um, and then you you end up writing at the side of it, you know, this is funny, I've done it on stage, you know. Yeah, I, I know. I, I pull a face here and it works. Um, <laughs> and that's how I feel every time my dad watches my stand-up. I'm sort of oh. trying to sort of explain it analytically to him. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I, I think that's safe. After a while, you're just like... Let's right, not just, talk about this. Just, just, okay, fine. But does he, like, get excited if you tell him I've achieved it? He goes, oh, well done. Is he? Kind oh, of, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah I think, the thing with my dad, Radio 4 is his thing. Ah, so uh, there we go. He's very pleased when I'm on that. Yeah, Dad famous. Yeah. I always talk about mum famous. As a th- my, I was saying to some other comedian about this. Are you, when are you mum famous? Because, like, you know, you could be on, you could be on, like, a great TV show that just, like, yeah. no. Like, even Hannah, my, my wife, she was acted in this sitcom last year. My mum said, bits, what did she say? Bits too wacky for me. Just like, <laughs> it's not even, not even wacky. Just, it's a, a very good comedy. That, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. just funny how certain things you're just like, all right, well, whatever. Like certain, Radio 4, that's great. Your dad likes yeah. his Radio 4. Your mum, yeah. and do you, do, I mean, presumably, my dad still doesn't know what a podcast is, despite him sort of being on one. My dad. Do, do you tell him I'm on a? I've done a. Po- I've got a podcast. Is he? <laughs> no. You see, if I try to explain what a podcast was to my father, I'd then have to explain how he accesses podcasts, and I'd be yeah, dead before just, we'd worked yeah, it all out. Yeah, it would be that. like cleaning the hadron collider with an, an with yeah. an earbud. It would just be such a big job. I feel um, that pain. Right so um, my dad, my dad, my dad still got a um, iPod. And refuses to get rid of it. That's kind of cute. I mean, that's that's better than a Walkman. He, yeah, but he just can't accept that that technology has will and has moved on without him. He's like like electronic banking. He just won't do it. And I said, "Why not, Dad?" And he went, "In case they steal my money." And I went, "How do you think? How do you think anybody gets paid ever? Do you think I? How do you?" Do you think everybody just gets a brown envelope on a Friday still? Is that what you think happens? I wish, mate. Yeah. I wish. 
Here's a question. This is uh, semi-off. Does how often does your dad send you an email going? Should I click on? And I'm, don't click the link. Do you have oh, to do that? Don't don't click the link. <laughs> you know. Oh no, he's actually when, pretty good at that. He's actually. Oh, is he? My yes. dad every t- day is like, should I click this link to get a million? No, yeah, no. don't click it. No. No, he's all don't. right at that. I think he's. Um, I think we must have sat him down and had quite a big conversation <laughs> early don't. on in his foray into the internet. So he's actually not too bad at that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. I'm, well, I'm glad though that he's he's pr- pr- the other thing I find out from my dad, even though he doesn't always say stuff to me. He, uh, he, I hear from other people. He, talk, I hear him talk to other people about yeah. stuff I'm doing. So I don't know if that's a thing that you ever kind that's of my, catch. My dad does that as well. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, the dad's so, like, yeah. Oh, my, d-, it'd be like, oh, my daughter's a comedian and she's on Live at the Apollo. So yeah, you watch her. Ah, don't really understand what's going on. But yeah, okay, that's that's cute. Yeah, but and he will get detail wrong. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Like, you know. It's a- <laughs> He'll say she had a bit about. Yeah, she's this presenting and... question time. I think that's what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, what did he call? I just had an album. My album in America was put on this radio station, and he went. Um, he helped me do the intro. He went, enjoy the presentation. I'm like, what? It's not a presentation, Dad. <laughs> it's an album. It's not even that oh, difficult brilliant. a concept to grasp. Um, well, that's amazing. So I love the fact that your your dad, even though he doesn't really know what's going on, is still proud of you, and he's yeah. still just you've learnt the boundaries of the dad. Learning dad boundaries yeah. important. Don't let's not make him watch it. No. Let's not go into details. Let's just yeah. let him do his thing. And then your yeah. mum, she she do you tell her every time you get the good news straight away? Oh yeah, probably. And does yeah, she go? Mom. She go. I knew it. Just immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, Mom, I, knew I knew you'd be on live at the Apollo. I knew you'd get that. I knew you'd get it. I just knew you'd get it. <laughs> now, Mum's really good, and she gets really excited when I get stuff. So that's really lovely. Still, yeah, I really love it. Nice. All right, yeah. Well, um, that's amazing. Before we wrap it up, um, a couple of things. Uh, if your parents were to listen to this, even though your dad, you'd have to explain. That's not. Maybe yeah. your mum might. Would you like to say? Would you like to say anything to them? I always think it's a nice thing. Like, My mum and dad. I think I'd like to say to them. Um, well, thank you for combining your beautiful sugary sweet differences to <laughs> to allow this sugary sweet snack to develop. Oh, I love that. Look at this. It's like poetry. <laughs> I've missed you in my life, Zoe. That's oh. amazing. Uh, and before, uh, what I also have got my dad to do is I get him to research my guests. But like I said to you, he I said this before. I said this before the pod. He yeah. he knows you. He's watched you. So, he, but he has a question for you. So, uh, okay. producer Paul is going to play. John Martin's question to Zoe. Oh, Lawrence. lovely! I can't wait. Oh, Zoe, um, I, I, we've not we've not met on the south coast, but we live nineteen miles apart. You live in Brighton, and uh, we now live in Eastbourne. <laughs> I'm just interested to know what you think the difference between Brighton and Eastbourne is, and um, does it have a, any particular bearing on your activity on stage uh, in any way? The, the, way, the way he the way he phrased that made me laugh. Activity on stage, I was like, activity not doing on like stage. yoga or something. Pole like dancing. We haven't seen me for a while. It's changed. Yeah, that's it's true. Evolved. Actually, it's, it's evolved. It's a lot comedy. of bikinis these days. <laughs> the pandemic made us all change. <laughs> <laughs> My active. The difference in Brighton and Eastbourne. About a hundred thousand pounds for a one bedroom flat. That's the difference. Um, yeah. uh, my activities on stage, the, well, the the cliched difference between Brighton and Eastbourne is that Brighton is a bit more youthful around the edges and Eastbourne is where you go to perhaps... Do, to die. No, don't say die. No, but okay. don't, don't, don't say die. Think about dying. Um, but 
actually, I, th- I don't think that's true anymore. And I think the south coast of England is just a slither of fun now. So um, I'd probably I'd have, I'd have just as much fun. I'd have just as much activity on the stage in Eastbourne as I would on my stage in Brighton. Except go. I'd probably a- arrive on the stage in Eastbourne in a shopability scooter just to... P- bang home that cliched joke and the show would probably start at 6pm and be done by 7.30 you know so we could be in bed <laughs> I'd be very happy with that I'd love that mate I'd love that <laughs> yeah. as well I I did a gig the other day for some reason on a Sunday that was at 5.30 and I was like yeah. all comedy should be at this time done by 7 yes please it's actually over here a lot of gigs have gone that little bit earlier oh, since pandemic so, so the good. the comedy store the late show is now at 11 not midnight or one o'clock as it used to be and um yeah uh bell and bananas that they've gone a bit earlier so <sighs> it's like yes, Bring it's it forward, co- coincided with my retirement years. And it's oh, it's great. Getting that early night. I love it as well. Um, and then the final thing, uh, having heard John Martin ask the question, because I'm still trying to get him to sort of say I love you. Um, have you got any advice that might help him just break, just say the phrase I love you? I know he loves me, but it'd be good yeah. if he could just shatter that, that kind of anxiety ceiling and just say, I love you. I said, what are you, what are you scared of? Chris's dad. Yeah. <laughs> What are you scared of, John? Let it, let it go. Let it go. Tap into your inner, your inner, your inner dad. <laughs> Tell your son you love him. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He's in LA, mate. One day he's going to be running LA and you'll really love him then. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's actually a good way of t- tempting him, just some sort of financial yeah. Uh, gain. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. Look at that's this. actually the- Money's yeah, it's the, the golden ticket, mate. It's your <laughs> yeah. golden ticket. You want to drive a golf cart around a retirement home in Florida one day? Yeah. Say, I love you. That's, I don't know. I think that's what rich old people do here. Um, that's awesome, Zoe. Thanks so much. Before we go, anything you want to plug? I know you've got a podcast with our fans. We share the same fantastic producer, producer yes. Paul. But if there's any, plug that or plug anything you want. Yeah, my our podcast that we, I do with um, Stephen Bailey. He and I became uh, close mates during the pandemic. So we now have I a love podcast. That, man. Uh, he is one have. of the most instantly affable lovely humans he's very very funny and he really really makes me laugh so we decided to do a podcast together called let's talk about the husband which is sort of sort of loosely based on his real love of reality tv and my real hate of it but somehow we managed to waffle on for a good 50 minutes about it and um yeah it's been a lot of fun so far i don't know if you do guests but i have someone who's never liked reality tv but i Fucking love Below Deck, the TV show. And okay. I, could, I could talk about that show for hours. So I, I became addicted Ju- to it in the pandemic. Duly noted. That's just, duly just, noted. As in, yeah. like, I, I'm not, you might not have, I just, something, I just nope. like have, you know, when you just have like something in you, you need to like get out. Yeah. Below which Deck. Below Deck? Which, which? I've watched all of the med ones, I think. <laughs> and I've watched at least, I've, I haven't, I've watched maybe six seasons or series of uh, the normal one. I haven't watched the sailing yacht one, but I'm, I'm kind right. of, I'm rationing. And also, because my mum, I've talked about on here before, my mum was ill uh, and she's actually doing quite well with her treatment now, which is great. She's, uh, but I was in America and I was stuck in America. Yeah. So and I couldn't watch anything sad. Sad. With, so yeah. the only thing, I literally just would watch like, 
a series of de- it was all I could watch. I, I became like obsessed with that show. So right, I will so delve. I will, I will dive into that. And uh, but anyway, and, yeah, and yeah. We'll yeah. Bring touch. it up with bring it up yeah. with Bailey. But we'll I, bring yes. you all aboard. Brilliant. But uh, everyone else, whether I'm on it or not, go check it out because uh, two two of the funniest, loveliest people in the <laughs> business doing a podcast. I'm going to be checking it out. Um, Zoe, thanks so much. Uh, Absolute it's, pleasure. It's so um, lovely to, to talk to you. It's been too long, my friend. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.